I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. Whoa! Hello! Welcome to Welcome the show. Welcome to You Mean a Poltergeist. We we are your weekly waltz through the paranormal vault. Oh, yes. I like that. Yes, I know. Thank you. I'm applauding myself. I'm shaking my hands in the air in celebration. Good job, baby. Hello there. Editing Brayden here. Before we get too much further into the show, I thought I'd share a quick promo from our friend Casey at Horror Shots. Enjoy. Hey there, this is Casey from the Horror Shots podcast. If you're interested in topics such as cryptids, demons, or urban legends, then you're going to want to check out what I have to offer. Right now, I'm doing a virtual tour of the United States and discovering what each state's legends have to offer. So be sure to check out the Horror Shots podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatching app. I look forward to having you. First and foremost... Happy birthday, Brayden! Thank you kindly. That's exactly what I was about to hearken to. <laughs> Thank you kindly. It's not exactly my birthday today, but it was a few days ago. So we all say happy birthday, Brayden. One, two, three... Happy birthday, Brayden. You all better have said that at home. I swear to fucking God if you didn't. And I hunt you down. And also, happy Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th. When you listen to this, it'll be Friday. What an amazing day for spooks. That wasn't finished. Sorry. At the beginning of this podcast, you would have heard the soothing voice of our friend Casey over at the Horror Shots podcast. Uh, we both love the content over there and hope you'll all take the time to support a fellow paranormal content creator. All the way from the land above us, Canada. <laughs> well, a bit further above us, I guess. I suppose at one point or another it's probably above us. Well, we were a lot lower on the globe. We were connected to Antarctica at one stage. Oh, my favourite continent. Exactly. Bring it full circle back around to Antarctica. Tonight's episode (laughs) is Antarctica. (laughs) We're talking about the penguins and the ice caps (laughs) melting. Let's get down and serious. Wow. Uh, In all seriousness, what better way to spend your Friday the 13th than binging You Mean a Poltergeist and Horror Shots together? You'll love it. Binge us. So, yeah. Shout out to our friend Casey over there. Go and check it out. Hey, Casey, what's up? (laughs) <laughs> How you doing? So, I feel like we haven't been intimately in a space where we can just chat to each other and the both, audience about what's going on. Both 
in podcast time and reality time because it is such a busy season being December. And it I'm, is. I'm working a lot. I'm doing all the late night shifts coming up. I'm not going to be home a lot. I haven't been home a lot. And now Brayden's been a little bit sick. I've been sick. Oh, should we talk about that? After we our last should. episode, when we mentioned a certain demonic entity that causes sickness. The one that we really don't like to name. <laughs> anyway. But you well, know who it is actually, if you listen to the very first episode. Yeah. I didn't actually name him. Mm-hmm-hmm. I said it without a P, but still got sick. So the paranoia grows stronger. Remember, if you're going to say the name of that entity, cleanse yourself. Cleanse yourself. <laughs> I got um, white sage incense today. I don't know if it's authentic, but I'm going to light it up after this so that we feel good. Hell yeah. And then maybe that erotica one, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Some erotic incense. Yeah. Nothing gets me turned on like a aphrodisiac smoke. (laughs) Mm. Mm. What are some other aphrodisiacs? Oysters. Um, Tiger bone. Okay. That's a real thing, right? And rhinoceros horn. Yep. Yep. Gets you hard as a rhinoceros horn. Exactly. Gets you soft as an oyster cock. Ew. Asparagus. Is asparagus an aphrodisiac or is no, that to make think, your pee smell bad? I think that just makes your pee smell bad. Oh, Although, bad. Yeah, bad. Horrible. Although I'm sure in the world somewhere there is someone out there with an asparagus fetish that enjoys the smell of a freshly chewed asparagus You know urine. what? I really love asparagus. Oh, it's you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a fetish, but I mean... Bake it, roast it, <laughs> can, fucking f- raw as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't like raw asparagus, but I love that canned asparagus stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like squishy and slimy. Oh, yeah. That's how I like my dick. It's making me feel... Ew. <laughs> making me feel sick. More sick than I already am. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're not usually that superstitious about that entity's name, but for some reason it's just been growing and growing. Yeah, I feel like the more we feed it, though, because you're the one that feeds it the most with the superstition of every time you say its name, it's you're going to get sick, and then every time you say, say its name, you get sick no, because every you're time... feeding the superstition, you're feeding the universe and the entity. Every time I it say its name, I usually pray after or cleanse myself after. But you're the one who started saying that every time we say it, we get sick. No, I didn't. You said that. Really? Okay, well, my memory's not too good. I was like, yeah, it is the entity for sickness, but I don't think it's necessarily my doing. Thank you very much. Okay, well, anyway. Uh, Yeah, so we're superstitious. (laughs) We've developed a fun superstition. Yeah, it's always good to be superstitious. It's very healthy. Healthy superstitions. (laughs) Don't walk under ladders. Don't step on the crack. You'll break your back. Exactly. But do love black cats. They are also living creatures that need a home. Yeah. And don't mention the name of a powerful demon entity out loud. That is also (laughs) the name of the thingy on Futurama. Ah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Remember? Oh, and I was going to say something else, but I've completely forgotten. (laughs) Classic Brayden. Yeah. It was relevant. Now that Brayden's turned 25, that's how old he is. Am I've, I been, right? I've been engaging in naps. Literally, the last two I'm days, sick, it's been nap, nap city. I just can't stay awake. Nap city, bitch. 
<laughs> nap, nap, nap city, city bitch. bitch. Yeah. 10, 10, 20s minutes, bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. What? I haven't listened to that song for a while. Dope lyrics. Thank you. Oh, as if those lyrics are any good. Rock city, bitch. Rock, rock yeah, yeah, nap city, bitch. 10, 10, 20 in the, oh, the titties, bitch. I don't fucking know the lyrics, but. Um, yeah. Oh, Priscilla's got a bell on. That's just going to be Bell City. Anyway, Priscilla's got a bell on in the background. Molly's scratching her face. Mouse is walking around. I feel like Harrison and Imogen are the only ones, and maybe Bob because he actually listens in live, are the only ones who actually know the dread we go through when we try to record. It's it's a bit intense. I hope you enjoyed the last two weeks. Oh, my there Lord. There she goes. Wow. She's in some kind of mood today. She attacked the Christmas tree. Yeah, what the hell? She was ripping baubles down. Oh my god. Little baubles Grinch. Are literally everywhere. Priscilla, Priscilla. And she's, you're a big poo. <laughs> That's a song we made up for her. Because she's a big poo, obviously. <laughs> Sometimes I call her Priscilla the Killer. We're not giving her any good energy. No, we're not. Either the big poo or, or the killer. Priscilla the Killer. <laughs> yeah. I literally messaged Brady today saying, Does the killer need more? <laughs> yeah. And I knew exactly what you meant. I was like, well, you're not talking about Jerome in the basement. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jerome's pretty satisfied. <laughs> Anyhow, we hope you have enjoyed the last two weeks of our friends coming on the show. Yeah. We thought it'd be nice to get back to just... You and our baby. Just you and me, baby. And just all these the two people. of us. And we all can make it listeners. if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. I'm exhausted. Anyhow. I'm so exhausted. Friday. 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 The 13th. It is the when this releases. The is when this releases. She's got another bauble. Priscilla's got another bauble and I can't <laughs> stop her. So, since it's Friday the 13th. Chicka chicka what? <laughs> exactly. We thought we would do something a little cool again. Little spoopy. Because we are cool. We're cool and spoopy. Get ready for it. Click it in, babe. Sound effects. (laughs) No, I meant like, (laughs) just do like a click. Oh. Wow, there you go. Oh, do you hear that? Uh, What sound effect is that? Oh, can you hear that? Um, is that a chainsaw I can hear? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it is. Oh no. And then, what is that? The sharpening of knives? Oh my god. <gasps> shit. Oh shit. Oh my god, a scary horror backing track that's generic and royalty free. <gasps> wow, oh, I love I it. Oh. I love this for you. Oh my god, be careful. <gasps> Wait, is that a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these, these chickens. chickens. <laughs> Just multiplying chickens. <laughs> that in itself is scary. An endlessly Just, multiplying chicken. Uh, yeah, chickens. A doppel chicken. I saw my fr- my best friend's chickens today. Scared of them. Um, I'm terrified of roosters, and five of her chicks are two of them are roosters out of the five chicks. I mean, mm. um, a ram. They're only three months old, and <laughs> I just saw them like just they walked towards me. They were looking at me. They were looking at my feet, you know, and I'm like, 
They were giving you those me. chicken eyes. Literally, and I was like, I'm out of here. I can't. I fucking can't. And then she's like, do you want to hold one of the hands? I'm like, yeah, I want to. Absolutely. Yeah. And it flapped at me. <laughs> I got very scared. You had poultry guys flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, poultry guys flashbacks. <laughs> so... The two things we are going to be discussing with you today... Let's gather around the chainsaw and sing the chainsaw song. Are going to be... C-H-A-I-N-S-A-W, chainsaw song. Murder Tales. That was impressive. That was nice. You spelled chainsaw. (laughs) Yeah. In a song. In the same... Like C-A-M-B-S-A-W. We're going to do murder hauntings. Yes. Murder hauntings. Murder hauntings. Which, I mean, most of the tales we do talk about are kind of murder hauntings, but these have the fact that they are very gruesome very and horrific. serial killery. Serial killery, mass murdery I literally hauntings. clicked the first link and rolled with it as far oh. as I could. Oh, I look forward to seeing what you're going to do. It's very mediocre. <laughs> yeah. I think I should go first for that reason. Okay, well, I will allow you to go first. I, thank you for allowing me. I feel like yours is going to be way better. Maybe. What's yours about? Can't tell you yet. You're going to have to find out. And what if, you, what if we say what ours are about and then we choose? No, you go first. All right. Yeah, convince me. Tonight, I'll be recounting the tales. See how I use the word recounting? Very nice. Recounting the tales of Frightmare Manor. Oh. Located in, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I'm going to try my best. Tolbot? Tennessee. The old Tolbot. It's in Tennessee. In the, it, I think it's in the eastern side of Tennessee. Okay. Um, let's get started, shall we? Yeah. So although many documented cases of death, Unexplained sightings and even gruesome murders have been linked to this property in the last 75 years. It all began with one documented psychotic serial killer over 110 years ago who lived with his family on the grounds and created the plantation that was there. A plantation, another classic plantation murder story. This property, originally owned by Jeremiah Alexa, born June 6, 1826, and died of what, I will tell you soon, Ooh. July 5th, 1902, has a history of true terror that has literally dripped in innocent blood. Can I guess what he died from? What? Corkscrew through the year. Very creative. But wrong. <laughs> Super wrong. <laughs> Though... The head area is a very good um, foreshadow. Okay. Should I say forehead shadow? <laughs> <laughs> Recently, historical records, eyewitness sightings, and documented events culminating in the 2001 closing of the popular restaurant that was once located near on the manor property grounds, I'm pretty sure, have only added to the plantation's chilling history. Wait, they had a fucking restaurant that closed because of paranormal activity. Because of paranormal activity. Damn. Or That's so cool. they say. So they say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Due to its horrifying horrifying past, no contemporary business or family has touched the land for nearly a decade. The backwoods barns and the manor itself were abandoned and left to ruin. The true terror of over 100 years ago continues to echo throughout this abandoned estate. 
Over the decades, history has become legend and legend has become myth. That is, until Chris Woodwin, Wooden, Woodwin, Woodwin. It's Wooden. It's Woodwin. The old Wooden Chris. I couldn't find his name actually anywhere, so I was like going through news. You made it up. No, I was going through news uh, clips and they were like, we've got Chris, I don't know if they said Wooden or Woodwin. So it's Chris Wood something. Woody. This is why I said this is very mediocre. Call him Woody. Bought here, bought this blood-soaked property in 2009 and began unearthing the secrets that so many in this small town have tried to keep hidden. In his own words, he says, What I found was truly sickening and more terrifying than any fake Halloween story that could be imagined. Mm. Oh. So let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, do tell. Jeremiah Alexa was a grandfather of three who lived in here, who lived with his extended family on this land. No one knew at the time that Jeremiah suffered from illnesses that caused him to carry out murderous biological experimentation on countless animals and humans. Wait. I don't know any illness that makes me want to carry out biological experiments on people and animals. Except for maybe psychopath or sociopath. I'll tell you soon. Okay. We now see the evidence of his atrocities, but um, unfortunately his slaughter and inhumane experiments went for many years unnoticed until his final killing spree. Jeremiah Alexis' ultimate murderous rampage and suicide took place during the early morning hours of July 5th, 1902. The Hamblin County Sheriff, J.F. Hayes, was called to the manor grounds to investigate. Sheriff Hayes was quoted in the Morristown Gazette, which is a newspaper. Seeing so much gruesome torture and murder to innocent life was truly sickening. I vomited and had to go outside to regain my composure. As word spread of the horrific remains found on the estate, the deceased Jeremiah Alexa quickly became nationally recognised as one of the most notorious small-town serial killers of the 1800s. Although the official human body count linked to Jeremiah is currently at 27, six belonging to his own family in 1902, 31 separate rotted and decomposed victims have been discovered tossed in a pit in the backwoods of the property. The true body count during his decades of inhumane experiments and undetected slaughter could be close to 100. Oh my god. What could cause a man to ruthlessly butcher, dismember and mutilate animals, humans and even his own family? Glad you asked. Jeremiah suffered from suffered from a then undiagnosed form of severe schizophrenia and bipolarism. Unfortunately, during his lifetime, these conditions were not fully understood by the medical community, <laughs> and his condition was left untreated. I thought you were going to, like, throw a curveball at me and be like, the reason why he did all this was because he had... Dot, dot, dot. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> that would make anyone angry. <laughs> yeah. I gotta How work do I get out- rid of my hem- hemorrhoids? <laughs> gotta work it out. Here, let me test this new hemorrhoid cream on you. Kills by dismembering you. Yeah. You can't be all together at once. No, I'm I need sorry. To... Like this you signed up for this? Or you didn't? Too bad. I need to cut hemorrhoids is on the ass, right? Yeah. Okay. I need to cut your ass off before I test this out. <laughs> I can't test it on a living creature. It's just not how it works. Because I'm dead inside, so it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lexa truly lived a double life by being a family man and respected plantation owner by day and one of the most undetectable serial killers in early American history by night. According to County Record, Lexa committed suicide on, the Ju- on July 5th, 1902 at approximately 3.25am after finishing his final massacre rampage, where he used a freshly sharpened axe to br- brutally hack and then meticulously chop his wife, son, daughter-in-law and his three grandchildren ages 12 8 and 4 what the hell the body remnants of all six family members were found scattered inside the manor but what made these murders truly sickening were the unintelligible phrases smeared on the walls written with the blood of his own family what the fuck i thought that how did his family not catch on to the fact that maybe this guy has a really bad case of hemorrhoids Don't come into the basement! (laughs) No one's allowed in the basement! What's wrong, Dad? Nothing! (laughs) Nothing! Dad, why do you have a mirror next to your bum? (laughs) They walk in on him. I told you not to come in! I'm looking at my hemorrhoids! (laughs) (laughs) What's that movie called? This is is 40. And it's got Paul Rudd in it and the... That chick, you know, you know the one from um, every good movie where she plays a mum. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. also Jane in Ta- in George. No, not Jane. The fuck, she's in George of the Jungle. She plays a girl, girlfriend who falls in love with George. George, George, George of the Jungle. Yeah, I forgot the girl with Brendan Fraser. Name in that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely forget her name, but she's like in everything, and I love her to fucking bits. Anyway. Paul Rudd's like, can you come look at this? Is this a hemorrhoid? And she's like, yep. <laughs> just like, she looks straight at his ass. That's all I'm thinking of right now. And then Paul Rudd murdered her. Just like this guy. Exactly. That's how the movie goes. Moral of the story, don't get hemorrhoids. You will murder your whole family. <laughs> yeah. So Lex's schizophrenia and bi- bipolarism had consumed his mind by this point. After his final blood fest, he walked up the same wooden staircase still inside the manor today placed the bloody axe on the mantle and jumped headfirst to his death out of the second floor window. Wow. This second floor window currently faces present-day Highway 11E and has been chosen as an entrance to Frightmare Manor. Jeremiah Lex's body was buried on the east portion of the property and every year dozens of visitors nationwide travel to visit his gravesite. It's said that the hallucinations of Lex's psychotic mind and the very images of his demented thoughts can still be seen on the property because they hold haunted house ghost tours through there. They mm. literally have turned it into a haunted house. Like one of those like comical sort of... Kind of, sort of, yeah. Gimmicky haunted houses. Yeah, pretty much. Mm, well, Which I've got a question to ask you in a minute, make but I'll finish somehow. this first. Okay. Um, it said the... Countless spirits and unexplained entities have been detected and even visually seen by paranormal investigators and employees over the years alike. Prior to the opening of Frightmare Manor in 2011, like when they do their annual haunted house, yep. um, a team of paranormal researchers took their team through the old house on the property. This team is from the area. And Joe Powell from www.cupofjoepowell.blogspot.com spoke with them about what happened when they got into the house. But guess it. Guess what? They, all they asked not to be identified. 
Oh. At the time of the interview with them. Um, as they prefer to do their work without much fanfare or attention. Um, there's a lot of activity in the old house, one team member mentioned. The K2 meter was off the scale all through the building. A K2 is an electromagnetic field detector most ghost hunters use. Turns out it's Joe Nickel and that's why he doesn't want to... Fucking Joe Nickel. Imagine. In almost no time we made contact with two young girls, he said. And again, for privacy reasons, they asked not to give too many details as the team is still planning more investigations and they are trying not to gain notoriety as much as they are interested in learning all they can first. The team did learn the names of the girls and their presence was quite powerful, they said. Whether or not these girls are connected to the stories of Jeremiah Alexa is being investigated too. That is for certain. What is for certain is how intense the night investigating the house became for the team. Their faces and voices were greatly strained. It was obvious the the experience left its mark on them. Now, that's all I've got. I couldn't find any more fucking researchers after 2011. I looked. There was one guy in 2018, um, Leon Hart Mm. of uh, Best Psychic Site or something, where he went to the the haunted house and was like interviewing people that was that were going in just going asking the same questions what's your name uh, do you believe in ghosts yeah. do you know what happened here do you believe in psychics have you experienced anything paranormal in there and the answers were like yes i believe in ghosts kind of sort of believe in psychics no i've not experienced anything paranormal because it's just people jumping out at you yeah but apparently employees have seen things but i can't find anything right that's concrete or of an employee going i worked here and this is what happened unless no they fun- unless they have to sign a non-disclosure agreement maybe maybe that 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 could st- i feel like that would add to their business if they said yeah a haunted house is really haunted it's really haunted and like what annoys me about that investigative team going yeah we'll do an interview with you but we're not going to give you any details yeah, what the hell? Like, are they just making it up or is it actually haunted? That lacks, like, credibility. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I want to know who this fucking investigative team was. Mm. It was, like, ghost hunters or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, imagine. Classic ghost adventures TV show. But my my question to you is, and this is why I kind of stuck with this um with this story, is... You know, there are, like, the haunted hotels and stuff that you can do a tour through and shit. But do you think it's disrespectful to do a haunted house based off of the shit that's happened in the house? Yeah, I do. Because there's literally people that are dressed up as Jeremiah Alexa with an axe, you know, like running after people. people who have died. Yeah, exactly, including the family members. Plus, plus more in the past 75 years of murders and shit that have happened there. I don't know how this guy hasn't, like, cursed himself. Like, gotten a, like, horrible curse over himself and, like, Maybe died already. Maybe he has. Maybe. He's coming for him. It's only... It's ten years since he bought that place. Mm. Wonder what's going to happen. Yeah. Ten-year roundabout. The yeah. world will align and... Cthulhu will, will weigh down terrible, death upon him. He, something's going to overcome him and he's going to jump off that second floor oh. as well. Face planted to the ground. But yeah, uh, yeah. I just really think it's disrespectful that they've gone ahead and made a whole thing of it. Yeah, I think so as well. Because as much as I would love to go to these haunted places and stuff, 
at least they aren't doing like ooh haunted house yeah like yeah just the sort of mockery of it is kind of like a bit insensitive to the people who have died what's actually happening yeah like it's a horrible tragedy they have um an attraction i say in quotation marks it's like this big set of stairs they've built with a um one of those pillow things at the bottom so you can jump off it's called the Jeremiah Alexa experience or oh something my like fucking that. God. So you can jump off and recreate his death. You know, sometimes people just cash in too hard. Mm-hmm. This guy's just gone full. And there's fucking there's one capitalist. that they call one tour specifically that they call the backwards, where they go down to the pit and everything where those bodies were found. What the f? And they they tour through it. I don't mind that. That's when it's like reenacting it. But if there's like someone jumping out going, ah, like, yeah, that's stupid. Off. If it's like a historical sort of deal where they're like, hey, this is what happened here, this is what happened here. Like, that's fine. Do oh, a tour. Groovy. But I feel like if there really is spirits and stuff there, the reason why there's a lot of paranormal activity is because you're angering those spirits. Because they're fucking pissed off. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And it from all the spirits, I would definitely say that. Um, Jeremiah would still be there because he committed suicide. That's yeah. pretty much limbo. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. So that's my story. Cool. I got a bit serious there. Yeah, that's all good. Sometimes it's good to get serious. I hear you. Thank I you. Hear you. I hear you. Thank you. I love you. I love you as well. I love you more. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so I am going to be doing the Velisca Axe Murder House. Ooh! I know. So, in the cosy little town of Villisca in Iowa, there is a house that is haunted by the victims of a murderer who has never been caught. Oh, shit. It's like a Jack the Ripper type of thing. Yeah, to a degree. Like, I mean, Jack the Ripper never got caught. Yeah, but I guess much like Jack the Ripper, they kind of have an idea of who it was. But they can't pinpoint it. Yeah, I'll get into that soon. They have all their red string up and they're like, damn it. Yeah. They can't quite make that last connection between they the, ran out of the pins. Yeah, they <laughs> ran out of string. Like, fuck, we were almost there. <laughs> so on a summer's evening in 1912, the Moore family cozily slept in their beds. The parents in one room, their four kids just down the hall in another, and two family friends, two very young girls, uh, downstairs for a sleepover. All Aww, very lovely. How very cute. nice. Eight, eight individuals in total so as the police analyzed the next morning a stranger gained access to the property via an unlocked door yeah so they said stranger in quotation marks it was one of the police officers Ooh. and upon entry they took an oil lamp from a table nearby dimmed it down so it was only light enough for the area around them to be visible but not to wake any of the sleeping family and then that's courteous it is very much this stranger's goal was simple make their way through the house eliminating and killing each of the individuals most likely to put up a fight first and then move on to the weakest and then leave undetected and that is exactly what they did with an axe in hand some of the um bit of a theme with axes yeah Uh, In the morning, when the uncle of the family came to check on the family themselves, he'd heard that 
Uh, they hadn't been up, and I mean, there were so many of them that they were usually quite rambunctious throughout the morning. Mm. But it came around to like 9 a.m., and no one had left, or no one had been making noise in the house. So the neighbours were quite concerned and rang the uh, brother mm. of the two owners, the husband and wife, to come and check on it. When he entered in, he first found the two bodies of the little girls that had slept over, uh, brutally butchered. Each of the people inside had been hit with an axe to the head 30 or more times. Whoa. Yes, that's, that's beyond just like murdering some that's fucking anger and rage yeah so i think i think all of them got hit with the blunt side of the axe except for the father so we're like just bludgeoned bludgeoned except the father who got chopped 30 times oh my god that's that's literal anger yeah yeah so all eight of them were barely recognizable and some of the well i believe above the father there is a mark in the ceiling where he swung the axe up. Oh, sorry, I say he, but that's who I think it is. The murderer has swung the axe up and hit the roof and then come back down. Oh, like my God. Like, he's just swinging like the hell out of this force. axe. Yeah. Dude, this guy was pissed off. Yeah. From all the murder things I've listened to and shit, this guy's pissed off. My guy? My guy was just a little bit mentally fucked up. We'll see. We'll see. This we'll guy was angry. We'll see in a minute. Maybe. I think he's angry. (laughs) So over time, as the investigation raged on, five different suspects were named. And one was actually taken to trial twice. Twice? The one that I think it actually was, yeah. Normally that's a person it wasn't. You think that. But the jury was unable to try him for the murders each time. Why? And, well, the first time, I think... They had like a hung jury, like half of them were like yes, half of them were like yeah, they no, were I don't know. Well hung. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And second time he actually admitted to doing it and gave information that was pretty fucking like exclusive to the murderer. But the jury thought that the police I think may have like coerced, coerced her, him. Yeah, also coerced when him what time it. was this, sorry? Like what period of time was this? Uh, 1912. Okay, that's when they would allow people to walk through crime scenes as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's exactly right. could have just been someone that walked through and knew details. Yeah, well, guess what? The reason why he got let off so many times, and there was, like, there was literally evidence everywhere, but by the time the police actually arrived to investigate... The whole bloody town had been, like, rummaging yep. through trying to look for things and trying to help. And do you know what? Just fucked up the whole crime scene. Do you know scene. what murderers, serial killers do? They go back to the location. Yeah. So that murderer has walked through that location. Yeah. But because so many people have, you So know? the guy who was tried twice was called Reverend George Kelly. Oh! And he was renowned for being a sexual predator... And having a bunch of other misdemeanors under his belt. Were the but, little girls touched? Uh, I don't think so. I think the wife had her legs sort of split apart a bit. Oh. Uh, and not he I, apparently had some mental illness going on. He said in his confession, when he confessed to the murders, that a black entity led him into the house 
mm-hmm. and told him to do it. Uh, there were a number of other things that sort of give me an idea that maybe he did it as well, but... I think he did it. Oh, and he he tried to get back into the crime scene a number of times. He was an Englishman, so he posed as a member of Scotland Yard to try and get back, let back into the crime scene. Oh, And he okay. wrote letters and numerous things detailing portions of the crime that okay. happened the night. And he was still was never tried and, like, committed of the crime. Convicted. Convicted, sorry. Oh, I don't know. That's confusing. Because, like, yeah, like I said, they want to go back to the site and they want to see it. But it's more of a taunting thing if they start writing letters. Like, right, yeah. You don't know it's me. You can't catch it. Exactly. So the one thing that sort of struck me as weird that led me to believe he may have done it first before I read all that other stuff hmm. was because... All of the others didn't seem to have backgrounds that would lead them to perform a ritualistic killing, which is what this almost was. What happened was whoever killed them put sheets over all the uh, mirrors to stop the souls from being able to latch onto the mirrors. And they also did a number of other weird things like put meat out in a certain arrangement, like a raw meat and things like that. Yes. Also, within saying that, with satanic culture, a lot of there's a lot of um, patterns of serial killers who do not practice occultism or whatever, mm. but they set up the scene like it was so that the um, attention would be taken off, like just do uh, normal average Joe, yeah. and it would be put on, put on to someone else. Fair so enough. it could have been a tactic. I'm not trying to debunk your theories. I'm just saying. No, very true. I was just thinking that I don't know anyone else would, who would have sort of knowledge of these Besides rituals. Besides the reverend. Yeah. And they also washed his hands, or they washed their hands, in water. They poured like a bowl of water and then washed their hands in the water before leaving. Wouldn't that have more DNA of him, though? Yeah, but it's 19 bloody... They don't have luminol. I don't think so. No. <laughs> Anyhow. So... Yeah, it didn't really stop what he what they did, putting the sheets on the bloody mirrors, didn't really stop the spirits from attaching themselves into the house. It was such a horrific murder that the spirits were just like, yeah, we ain't leaving. Yeah, fuck y'all. We stay in here. We and was just sleeping. Either the spirit of the entity that possessed the reverend to do it, or the reverend himself has gone back to the murder scene or the murderer has gone back to the murder scene after the crime and after their death because now a very, very evil entity resides within the building. Yeah. I don't like that. That hit me right in the chest, those goosebumps. Yeah. And guess what? On one EVP, the entity was caught mentioning the name Reverend George Kelly. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... It said something along the lines of George Kelly. There's sort of rumours and stuff that it could have been more than one person because of how, I mean, killing eight people without anyone else knowing and in the way that it happened. But that's also the theory of the Amityville. Yeah. How they're like, it couldn't have just been one person. That's a lot of theories for a lot of different murders. Mm. It's like, how could it have been one person? Yeah. How could no one else have woken up? Mm. Yeah, you're right. Supernatural powers. 
or silencing maybe the murders. drugging them potentially potential drugging like 1912 do they really have a lot of detection for no god no for drug sorry reverend reverend would have been just like here children have some of the body of christ and the blood of jesus and it's just sign out like, <laughs> just drinking the wine eating the bread <laughs> laced just with almonds poisoned bread <laughs> uh so in 1916, four years after the mu- uh, the murder, the murders, the murder, uh, John Geesman moved into the property. They spent. They tried to get people in for a long time to just forget about the murders. Oh, I bet. And these are the people who moved in and actually recounted supernatural things happening to them. So, John Geesman only spent one night within the house before moving everything out into the back barn where he spent the rest of his time. During his lease or whatever exactly they had back then. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. In 1925. You can break his lease? Huh? Can do a break of lease? I don't know. It was 1914. I don't know what they had back then. Abandon the fucking place. (laughs) Yeah, leave it. In 19. Oh, he he said, John Geesman said that the property had a horrible feeling about it. Mm. Yeah. Mm, In mm, 1925, mm. Homer Rittner and his pregnant wife stayed two nights. (laughs) but claimed to see figures walking around the property. Mm-mm. And they left. That's good. I'm glad they left. They had a baby on the way. That baby was yeah. for sure going to be possessed and killed. Yep. Got to get rid of it. Mm. Not the baby. Them. Well, I mean... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need more babies. In the 1960s, then, two sisters moved in with their family, two twin sisters... And had all sorts of things happen to them. They recount footsteps, giggles, doors slamming. And the thing that got them to move eventually was that their father was compelled by a supernatural thing to stab a knife through his own hand. What the fuck? And so he moved after that. That's pretty intense. Yeah, I know. So some of the other supernatural phenomenon that uh, I should also tell you what the thing has been turned into now. Someone bought it in, like, early 2000s, I believe, completely gutted it out of, like, piping and uh, electricity and stuff like that, and now just has a big sign out the front, Velisca Axe Murder House, and they do, like, tours and, like, history of the property, so not quite as, like, out there as what your person was doing. Yeah. But they also let people stay there if they have, like, a, you know... I think you need to be, like, approved to stay there, but they allow people to stay there and do investigations throughout the night. And I've watched some of the videos of some of the stuff that happens there, and it's fucking intense. Like, the EVPs at this place are just off the fucking chain. There's so much EVP evidence. Do you see, like, actual things in the footage? Or Uh, not? You hear things, and you see doors and things moving. That's enough for me. Shaking. That's enough for me. I'm scared. You know, roosters scared me earlier today, but this... (laughs) This is scaring me. Yeah. So, uh, the spirit of the killer, when interacted with via EVP, uh, has been heard, and there's even tapes online that you can look up, gloating and being sort of giddy about the murders and, like, gloating about how he got away with it, etc., etc. So, pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh... Spirits of the children that were murdered can be seen sort of just looking out the window sad. That's yeah. so sad. And they've been captured on uh, in photographs and whatnot. 
I mean, it's a forever sleepover, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, doors and cabinets can open and close. And not only that, they open and close sometimes on command. When Whoa. Yeah. So the thing is that investigators have had, like, major success contacting the Stillinger girls, who were the two little girls who were having the sleepover, uh, particularly after paying respects at the graves of those girls. Oh. They go back in the house. And if they... Investigators find that if they almost completely ignore the evil entity, which is obviously the spirit of the fucking murderer or whatever, it just sort of, like... It It kind of latches on to anyone who will, like, give it attention. So if you completely ignore it and you just... Yeah, exactly. And you can just give your attention to the girls or you give your attention to the family... They're actually very receptive and talk to you via, like, EVP. Wow. They've had, like, investigators go there and ask the girls, like, talking to them nicely, just ask them to do something for them, like, open the door. One of the doors will open. They're, like, pretty receptive to playing with things as well. If the people are particularly nice and they have, like, a ball or something, the ball will, like, begin, like, rolling around and things like that. So, yeah, the sort of good nature of the young girls is still there. Wow. But obviously there's that evil entity that resides Mm. there. And still, from some of the EVPs that I've heard, it sounds like they're terrified of that entity. Like, the spirits are terrified of that. They're always, like, warning each other and the people inside of it coming and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really funny. That's actually terrifying. Yeah. That is really scary. Yeah. I'm genuinely terrified. Yeah. I'm so glad one you did a, you did yours last. Yeah. One one EVP I heard. I think I had oh, I could get it up for you, but it's like um the father, I think, the voice of the father get saying up. like, "Oh no, he's coming." And like doing a warning. Get up. Get we'll get up. it up soon. No, get it up now. Anyway, I'll keep I want it going. I want it all. I want it all. <laughs> yeah, so not only have freaky EVPs been captured, that's probably one of the major things that have been captured here. Just EVP evidence, EVP evidence. Actual conversations have been had live with the ghosts, although they haven't been captured on camera. But apparently investigators have been able to speak to the voices without having to listen back to the EVP, which oh is pretty God. intense. Yeah, and obviously, you know, other generic things have happened, like seeing spirits walking around, cold spots, etc., etc. I can get that thing up for you now if you want. Belinda is going to listen to the EVP evidence. I'll leave a link down below. I mean, I heard a little bit in that, but I didn't hear a lot. It's a lot up to interpretation. There's some other videos. I just heard a lot of static. Yeah. I... Th- I think there were a few of them that were pretty good. Yeah, definitely. There was a few where I could hear what they were, you know, translating on screen. But there was a few I was like, I don't fucking hear that. Yeah. The door opening and shutting actually gave me a bit of chills. Gave you some goose nips. A little bit. Yeah. Well, that's about it for the house. That's cool, babe. That's really creepy, that one. Yeah, super creepy house. And it's so strange that there's like a... Like a opposite sides of the coin almost in that house where mm. there's the victims who are still being terrorized by that entity by the tormentor the, the tormentor mm. even in the afterlife there's no escape from him. of course not horrible that's terrible anyways we hope that they find rest eventually 
So, the lovely Jess, Jessie, our sister. Your sister, my sister-in-law, I guess. Yeah, you could say that. (laughs) I feel like when you say our sister, I'm like, we're not incestual. We're not brother and sister. We're just (laughs) boyfriend and girlfriend. (laughs) Well, she has sent us some clips that we can play over. If you want to send your clips in, you can at youmeanapoltergeist at gmail.com. Or you can visit our page at that'snotcanon.com slash youmeanapoltergeist. Scroll to the bottom of the page where you can submit your own spooky stories for inclusion on the show. Anyways, here's what Jess had to say. Hey, brother. Happy birthday for yesterday. Kids and I did try to ring you, but um, you didn't answer, so I assume you were busy. But um, I've been meaning to shoot you a message anyway, because I have a couple of stories. So um, a few weeks back, I went up to Harvey Bay, and I was driving... It was night time. By the time I got there, it was about one o'clock. But as I was driving, um, it was probably about 11.30, I guess, on the way there. And uh, I was going through a town, and I'm driving, and this kid like ran out of nowhere right in front of the car. I slammed on my brakes, and he disappeared right in front of me. So he was a lot, I guess, a stronger apparition than what I usually see with, like, the bike riders or whatever. But, yeah, it was quite interesting. I was like, wow. Okay, cool. Uh, And then you would know that Elsha's Nana Judy passed away recently. She had a, a celebration of her life on the weekend just gone uh, in Melbourne and Elsh flew down for that the night that she got or the day that she got back we came home and uh, we went to bed and I was kind of just about dozing off and then it it sounded like someone walked into the into my room and you know sat down on the end of my bed and I reached over excuse me and grabbed my phone to turn my my torch on because I thought it was Elsh. It was like, it sounded like someone had walked straight into my room and it felt like someone had just, you know, plotted themselves down on the end of my bed. And I looked and there was no one there. So um, I knew that it was Nana Judy coming to say goodbye to me. So I just was kind of like, oh, you know, thanks for coming to say goodbye. And thank you for getting Elsh home safe for me because we all knew how terrified she was of flying. But yeah, a couple of little random experiences lately. Um, Nothing out of the ordinary other than those two. But yeah, thought I'd share anyway. Have a good day. Wow. So obviously... The child running out in front of the car and then disappearing immediately is terrifying. That, honestly, I think also with her being a mother, that would be so fucking scary. I mean, just especially on a different level. Like, it's terrifying enough, but Mm. when you're a mum and you see a a child running out in front of you and then fucking disappearing? 
Fuck. You know, rarely I'd rather experience a ghost than a human. But in that situation, I'd be thankful that I hit a ghost and not a human. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking up... I was trying to look up uh, any Harvey Bay sort of accidents within the last however long. But that I can't see children. Yeah, I'll need to do more research. Just yeah, in that's case it's like a spirit. Yeah, it could be. Just I mean, trapped. kids run out on the road all the time. Yeah. Oh, man, I've had to dodge some around here, like chasing their ball out on the road and stuff. Literally fucking kids just going off the path on their bike and straight yeah. onto the road. And Don't I was look. like, you fucking kidding me? Like, you see that stuff in movies where the kid, like, drops the ball and it rolls down the hill rolls. and they run onto and the And you think, oh, it's as if that's going to happen in real life. But it fucking does. Yeah. And it's really scary. I slow down, then you know what I do? Leave them. I teach them a lesson. I run over their ball. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> imagine that. Pop their ball, yeah. No, I get out. And then you look at them and you'd be like, that could have been your head. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I get out of the car, I look him dead in the eye, grab him by the shoulders. I've got I, candy in here. I, t- I take him, yeah. <laughs> we actually have a cupboard full of children. <laughs> yeah, just being silly, definitely. Obviously, kids disappearing is a horrible it's thing. It's a terrible thing, kids dying, anyone dying. You guys know that we just deal with m- morbid things with humour. That's how we deal with <laughs> yeah. life. Don't take candy from strangers, kids. Don't run out on the road to catch your ball. Yeah, and don't be a ghost and run out in front of cars. Because, dude, you're scaring the shit out of people. Yeah, exactly. And secondly, I always like it when I hear a story about a spirit returning to say goodbye one yeah, last time. Yeah, to have a little sit down on the bed and be like, yeah, what's up? That's nice. Obviously, Jess would know the difference between an entity that was entering the room that was of ill intent and, and, one and good. a spirit, yeah. And she would have felt it immediately who it was. Just especially because she is so spiritual and so... Yeah, in touch. Yeah, she's so connected. Yeah. But in saying that with feeling things on the bed lately, I've, I keep feeling as if there's a cat jumping up on the bed. Oh, really? And it's not Priscilla because I know Priscilla... Priscilla doesn't even feel like she's jumped up on the bed. But it has felt like distinct little paws mm. jumping up onto the bed next to my legs lately. Weird. I don't feel scared or anything. Oh, it might just be a little it could ghost just cat. Be, it could just be a pet that I used to have yeah. come in saying hello. That's nice. Yeah, I have been thinking about my pets lately, so oh, my pets sort of passed on. And Jess also wanted to know if we knew that there are people with a sexual um, sort of fetish for spirits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? A spectrophiliac is oh. someone who is reportedly sexually attracted to encounters, relationships with ghosts. I would prefer that than a necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, I would take that any day of the week. Any day. but I like, mean, they're both dead, but one's just not actually physical. <laughs> one's not physically there in human form, body. But, but one's actually conscious. The spectrophiliac is fucking a conscious entity. Well, are they fucking a conscious entity or are they just coming in a circle? <laughs> like, what do you mean coming in a circle? You know, they like draw a little circle in the ground and it's like ghosts yeah. appear here and then just like fucking <laughs> jack off. No, I think they actually either have like a... They, they love to fuck 
succubus and incubus. They're like, just like, do they summon them or they go out and know. find them? I don't know. Maybe they just are there because they're so horny all the time. Maybe succubus and incubus are just looking for spectrophiliacs to fuck. You know what? If they're both into it, go for it. Yeah. Consent. It's all good. If you're listening to this podcast and you are a, what's it called? Spectrophiliac. Spectrophiliac. Good for you. Um, I have ghost feet pics on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just post a blank photo. <laughs> with like glitter wear toenails yeah, yeah. just write the, the caption spectrophiliacs will know <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like a pair of socks yeah <laughs> floating pair of socks yep. oh baby that's the good patron the way you, you don't get. wear those socks <laughs> it gets oh, yes. so horny <laughs> mm. Yeah, so that's a little interesting. That's um, I know because of fetishes and um, filiacs. But damn, that's one weird one. Yeah, that's an odd one. Eh? <laughs> that's odd. No judgment, no judgment. You do what you want to do. You know, sometimes we like to use berry flavored condoms. So <laughs> yeah. you go for you go yeah. for you. It babe. takes a special kind of person to be attracted to the dead, or to like look at a haunted house and be like. Oh, fuck that tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go in the back door. <laughs> yeah. I hope there's a whole fucking summoning oh, yeah. circle in there. Cause I'm going to wanna... take it upstairs. <laughs> I want a whole fucking swarm of ghosts to run a train on me. Oh my God, lay down and <laughs> put your ectoplasm <laughs> on me. Oh my God, I'm going to plasm. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, baby, plasm. The whales of ghosts are just their sexual... <laughs> Banshees. Okay. Oh, shit. Ooh. Ooh. But then you die after because, I mean, at that's least you die happy. You, that's the price you pay for being yeah, a... Spectrophiliac. Spectrophiliac. Yeah. I think we should end it there before we delve too far. And I think we found our episode name. Spectrophiliac. Spectrophiliac. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jess, for sending us. Yeah, thank you for sending in. us stuff, Jess. We love you. We love you. And we love our fantastic patrons that this episode was brought to you by. They buy all of our feet pics. And also, go and check out Horror Shots Podcast. One more time, Horror Shot Podcast on any great podcast. Also, selling feet pics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that is humor. No one's selling feet pics. <laughs> Go somewhere else, you sick bastard. You spectrophiliacs. Mm-hmm. If you would like to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you can at you, me, and a poltergeist. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, because I know you love me, follow Bambi Maccas, B-A-M-B-I-M-A-C-C-A-S. And if they want to follow you, Brado, what do they follow? They can follow me at B-R-A-Y-D-O-N number 5-A-S-H. We hope you have enjoyed this Friday the 13th episode. Next week we'll be returning with some Christmassy hauntings. But in the meantime... Exercise regularly. You fucking spectrophiliac. Fucking dirty dog. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 